Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 259, Do You Really Know Anything? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Welcome back to episode 259 of Changeable. I don't know how that happened, but apparently it has happened. Um, <laughs> so in this episode, I want to talk about something that um, feels like it the essence, like it feels to, for me in particular at this point in time, this feels like fresh and new and like getting into something more than ever. And this isn't brand new in terms of what I've talked about on the podcast. So, um, or especially if you're in the little school of big change community, you've heard about this. Um, but I just want to do a whole episode on it because it just feels so big. And we recently had a little school big change call about it. Um, and that call was so fun. It was so cool to, to see how that went. And I want to share some of that here. So, do you know anything? Really think about that. Like, what do you think you know? And whatever you think you know, so see it, come up with a list for yourself or even just one or two things right now as you're listening. Things that you think you know. Like, maybe I think I know that my name is Amy. Well, whatever your things are that you think you know, how do you know them? Like what what would make me think that I know my name is Amy? There's no there's no evidence of that in my experience right this minute. There's no Amy. There I like, I don't I don't know what that is. I don't see those letters written anywhere in front of me, even if I did, even if my name was written on my desk. That doesn't mean that has anything to do with my name is Amy. Like how do we know the things we think we know? I might think I know that my name is Amy by referring to thought. So it, and check this for yourself with your thing that you think you know. Pretty much always, maybe always, the things we think we know are really thoughts. And, and, and <laughs> what is a thought? Like, how does a thought, what, what even is a thought, and whatever it is, how does it translate into actual knowing? Like, how can we know something via thought when we don't even know what thought is? So, it, there's something so crazy and awesome about really looking, and again, I know I've been talking about this for a couple years in various ways, but I'm just putting it all together here. Like, really looking at what this thing is that we call a thought, what this thing is that we call a feeling, what this thing is that we call knowing. And I would, again, bet, I would bet that whatever your knowing is, whatever you think you know, you think you know it because of a thought. Well, what is a thought? What is it? There's so much, meaning pretty much everything <laughs> that we think we know, that when we look, it has no actual substance. When you look to a thought, 
my name is Amy. I look toward that thought. What is that thought made of? That my name is Amy. What is it made of? Well, I'm looking toward it right this minute. My name is Amy. Sometimes I see the sentence written out. My name is Amy. I can see that in my mind's eye. I can maybe have maybe memories show up of people calling me that name. All thoughts, right? If you see something written in your head or you, or you close your eyes and you see a picture, that's a thought. What else is that? A memory is a thought. Well, well, what is that? What is that thought made of? Those letters. <clears throat> if you see the sentence, my name is Amy, you would probably not see that unless your name is Amy, but you see that sentence in your head. What is that? Like, like what is this? And now it feels almost visual, right? There's a, there's a sight of something. Or if it's a memory, maybe it's mostly auditory. Maybe you can hear your mom or dad calling your name and that's how you think you know what your name is. Okay, so there's a sound, there's a sight, but what are those? What's sound made of? I don't know what sound's made of. I mean, I could say sound is made of vibration, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know. But let's say sound is some some vibrations or let's say sight or vision. Although it's kind of harder to do this when your eyes are closed and you're seeing this in your mind's eye. I really don't know what those sights are are made of. But let's say color, like let's say you you have your eyes open and and seeing vision is made of color. What's color made of? Um, I don't know, wavelengths of light, right? What's a wavelength of light? What even is that? What's it made of? What's the substance that is a wavelength of light? Well, light, <laughs> it's in the phrase. What's light? What's light made of? Now, again, we can take this back in a kind of physical sort of way, but when it really comes down to it, it whether you're doing it in a physical way and you're getting down to molecules and atoms and all the stuff that supposedly is made of, that makes up light. I'm not a clue. Or you're doing this with thought and you're, or, you know, with anything and you're just thinking like, like, what do I know without a learned response, without something, which, which is a thought, a learned response is a thought. So even when I say that color is made of wave, wavelengths of light, I don't know that. I have no, I don't know that. I mean, I really don't even know if that's accurate, but even if we were to Google it or you were to see that sound is made of vibration, okay, that's learned. Somebody told us that. I don't see vibration. I don't have a firsthand experience of vibration. I, I, it feels like there's experience of seeing and of hearing, but what is, what is the seeing and hearing made of without referring to thought to answer that question? without going into something that you learned or that your mind created in order to answer the question or that you heard along the way, just looking at your actual, real, in this moment experience, what is this stuff made of? When I do that, I always, always arrive back at, I don't know. I don't ultimately know what sound or color or pictures or thought is made of at all. So again, look for your own answer. (laughs) Assume that maybe you do know. Maybe you will find something that feels solid that is not 
another thought that is not answered by another thought. So for example, let's just run through some examples of this because I know this can be a little mind-bendy. Like the, the space within, let's say. Let's say there's a home base, we've called it in the past, this, this essence, this home base. Hopefully you have a sense of that, that, that there is something you might call it within, which is a thought. There's there's no within in our experience. Within what? You know, there's no within. Within is just a word. It's just another thought. So you might say that space within or whatever, fine. But that's thought too. But, but that peace, these are my words, peace, quiet, spaciousness, home, aliveness. What's what's there in that space? What what are those things made of? Okay, they're made of peace and aliveness and quiet and spaciousness. What are those made of? What is peace? What is peace made of? What's the substance of peace? I don't know. Peace is a thought, right? It's a it's a word. It's a word that points to something that in my actual experience, I'd have no flipping clue what the substance of that is. I have no idea. I don't know what that is. What is quiet? You feel like you have a felt sense of quiet, right? We could we we have this sense of what quiet is, but but turn and look at it. What is it made of? What is that peaceful, quiet space made of? I don't know. It doesn't feel to me when I actually look in this moment with you like it's made of anything. It feels like it's before made of. You know, in in any words and any answers that might come in would be thought. So again, I don't even know what, what would come up, but if you're a very physical physically oriented person, maybe you say quiet is made of, I don't know, the absence of some vibration or there's some molecule there. Okay, what's that made of? And what's that made of? And if it's just a sense, what's that made of? And even when you're answering these questions with absence of vibration or molecule or sense or whatever, those are thoughts. Those are, that's learned. Like, I don't know, have you ever actually experienced a molecule it's not a it's not real it's a pointer it's a it's a word that that signifies something that no one's ever really known like what is a molecule i don't know what is a vibration or an absence of vibration like we feel like we know the effect of it but we don't feel like we know the effect of vibration we we just know seeing and hearing and smelling and touching and thinking We've been taught that there's something to do with a vibration or a molecule or whatever, which is thought. So when you really start to explore this, what is anything? What is the substance of anything? And you try to do that without using thought, do it and see. (laughs) When I do it, I come up with some version of, I don't know. It usually sounds like that in my head. I have no idea, no clue what anything is. So think about that for a minute, when, especially when it comes to thoughts and beliefs. The things we think we know, 
The thoughts we think that feel so absolutely real, that are very, very, very real experiences that that are emotional and physical and these thoughts and these beliefs, oh my gosh, the beliefs that run our lives. Behavior comes from these beliefs. The way we are with others comes from these beliefs. The way we think and the thoughts that we get caught up in around ourselves come from these beliefs. I mean, life is run. Like we are puppets run around by thought and belief. What is it that's running you around? What even is it? What's it made of? You don't know? I don't know. (laughs) Isn't that a little crazy that we're literally run around in life by something that when we turn and look at it, we have no clue what it really is. We can say thought and belief, which are just more thoughts, just more labels. What is a thought? What is a belief? I don't know. What's it made of? No clue. No idea. But I really believe it. (laughs) But it feels really true is usually what we say. But I've always thought this way. But it feels really true. Feels like what I believe. It feels like me. Yeah, it does. Totally does. Seems like. Sure seems like. But what is seems like? What's that made of? That's just another thought too. That something seems like something or feels like something. If it feels like, if a belief feels like it's really true, well, what's the feeling? Go into that feeling then. What's that feeling made of? Feel it and go right to the middle of that feeling and see what is this feeling? What is this made of? What is the substance of this? Energy, sensations. Okay, what the heck are those? What's a sensation? What is a sensation made of? I don't know. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. So we had a a call in the Little School Big Change community, um, I don't know, several weeks ago now, where we explored this. And it was so cool. And we had so many people sharing different beliefs that they have. And they really ran the gamut. It was so fun because there there was a belief about karma that was creating a lot of suffering for someone someone who um, has some hard circumstances right now, some health issues and some hard circumstances, and also happens to have a belief in karma. And she believes that this stuff is happening to her, that life feels hard because of things that she's done wrong. That's a, that's a belief. And it's a, it can be a huge belief. And it's a belief that, that will make choices for you. Beliefs equal choices. We don't make them, but the beliefs make them in a sense. Like that, a belief in karma and I deserve this or I've done things wrong and this is what's coming to me. I mean, wow. And and what is that belief? And so I went around, just, I'm going to give a few examples that came up on the call because they're so good. But we just went around to all these different beliefs and then really looked at them. And what was so interesting, of course, and also really obvious is starting to look at this and ask people like, well, what's that belief made of? What is this belief in karma made of? And always the person would give more thoughts about their belief. 
well, I think, you know, maybe I learned it in my religion or this is the impact it has on me or, you know, all kinds of stuff, but not the answer to the question, what's that belief made of? (laughs) Because who can answer that? It's, It's like a nonsensical question, but that's kind of the point. So, so I could ask, for example, this isn't necessarily what happened, but I could ask like, okay, this belief, feel this belief in karma. You deserve, you have somehow earned the suffering that you're in because of mistakes you've made. Feel that. Man, that's a felt experience. What is that made of? What is that belief? Get really close to that belief. Pull it in as close as you can. How, how does it show up? Like, how is that belief represented? Are there pictures in your head of you doing bad things? Is is there, you know, sitting in a memory of sitting in church and learning about karma or wherever that was learned? Is there, like, what is it made of? There's for sure emotion, sensation, all of that showing up when this belief is pulled really, really close. But what is the belief? Look right at it. What's the belief? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? I don't know. (laughs) It's just what I believe. And now I feel sick because I'm talking about it. And, you know, I feel nauseous and like I feel all this in my body and I feel horrible emotionally and I feel this crushing shame. Like, but I don't know what the belief's made out of. What do you mean? There's all kinds of pictures and words and stuff that maybe show, pop up to represent it. But then again, what are those? What is that picture of you as a, as a, you know, 30 years ago doing something really bad to someone and now you flip to a picture, your mind flips to a picture of you right now suffering and somehow links those two. What is that? What is that? That's so weird. It's so random. It's like, I don't know. Look at it. Look right at it though. What is it? So again, always, I'd ask the person to turn and look right at the thought or belief and tell me what it is and what it's made of. And they would talk about how it feels or more thoughts or their theory about it or their memories of it, which is more thoughts. Okay, great. But again, like you just, we're turning around and looking. Honestly, like it feels like we're looking right in the face of pure consciousness, right in the face of formlessness, whereas, which is where this stuff comes from. (laughs) Saying, what are you? And it's such a huge thing to do. And the mind hates it because, of course, it doesn't have satisfactory answers and it kind of hurts your head if you're thinking about it too much. But do it anyway. <laughs> Let your head hurt and explode and surrender. And, the, and now you're looking in the face of formless. You're looking right in the face of consciousness and saying, what the heck? Like, what is this stuff made of? There was um, someone who talked about her habit of weighing herself every single morning for many, 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 many years and and how um, the impact of that, you know, how it keeps things, keeps weight on her mind throughout the day and then there's judgment and there's this and there's that. And it's like, why? What's the, like, What is that pull to do that every day? It's super easy if you want to stop. Just don't do it. Just throw the scale away and see what happens. But there's something there 
that keeps that pull that says, no, I need to do this. It's safe or it's giving me some sense of control or whatever it is, whatever it is. What is that? And so again, you ask that question and there's just more thinking about it. Well, I've always done it and now I sometimes I don't even think about, okay, fine. But what is it? (laughs) What is that pull that walks you into the bathroom and pulls out the scale every single morning? And what what are these thoughts that come up? The the some lines and and shapes are shown on the face of the scale. And there's a bunch of thinking that turns that into a number and then assigns meaning and and plans. And you know, if the number's this, then that. If the number's that, then this. Like what is that? What is the substance of that? What are these stories made of? I don't know. I don't know. No clue. There were so many of so many awesome things that came up. There's oh, such a good one around um, someone who feels lonely, the feeling of loneliness, and the story stories around loneliness and what it means to be quote unquote alone. Which I think in the story means not have a romantic relationship at the moment. Um, but what is that story, and what is the and and what is this feeling that comes with it? What is it? What is that feeling? What's it made of? What are in those sensations? Look right at them. Pull them really close. Like pull the the lonely thought and feeling as close as you can, and just look at it and say, like, what are you? Ask it. What are you? What's here? What is this made of? How do I know I feel lonely? Oh, because I have a heaviness in my chest or I have a fluttering feeling in my stomach. And then I look around and there's no one here. And I think back, my mind paints a picture of the last three years or five years or 20 years or whatever. And I've lived alone during that time. And that's what lonely is. Okay. So it's a little energy that we don't know what that is either. (laughs) And some sensations that we don't know what they're made of. And then there's... A story, and there's some pictures, and there's some going back into an imaginary time that no longer exists that has nothing to do with anything. Whether you're with someone yesterday or tomorrow or five, 20 years ago, what is that? That's a thought. Like, what does that have to do with anything? But man, the, the trick of the mind is that it gives this such a real feeling, such solidity, and it feels like it means something feels like it, seems like it. That's always the answer, right? Well, it seems like it, it feels like it. Yeah, but is it? (laughs) A lot of things feel like something or seem like something. It sure seems like the sun rises, does it? Like, look, look at what we're believing and just get curious about what it even is. And the more we keep doing that, you keep coming back. I don't want to like give it away because I really want you to do this yourself. The answer, it doesn't really matter, I guess, if I give the answer away because the answer doesn't do anything for us. It's the actual looking that does something for you. Turning and looking right into the face of consciousness and saying like, what is there? What is this? And the answer, tell me if you find something else, but it's, if you're not, relying on a thought, the answer is going to be some version of, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. 
what this horrible crushing feeling of loneliness is, what this shame is, what this story about karma that's running my life is. I have, why I pull off that scale every I have no flipping clue. The more we can look closer than we've ever looked, like if you, if you want change, this is what you do. If you, want, if you want things to change, we don't keep this collection of things we know. We keep looking in the face of what we don't know and going right into what we don't know, not to find an answer, but because in that space, there are no answers and there are, so are no problems. And, and like, there's just, like, that's where everything is. There are no solutions. There are no answers but there is nothing that needs to be solved and there are no problems in that space. And, and that's different. That's different from what we're used to playing around with in these thoughts and beliefs that we don't even know what they are that continue to run our lives. So really look closer than you've ever looked, dumber than you've ever been and see what you discover or see what you fail to discover. If you're curious to see what could shift for you in just two weeks, please join me and my change coaches for a special two-week course called 14 Days of Change. Each day for 14 days, you'll receive a short audio lesson that points you toward getting out of your own way. These 14 pointers are the essence of what I've seen to be most helpful to aid you in stepping into a brand new way of seeing who you are and how the world around you is your own projection. We'll also have four group coaching calls during the 14 days of change, one every few days so that you can ask questions and get as much personal support as you need. 14 days of change begins August 14th. Go to dramajohnson.com slash 14 days to register.